Freaks. It's Wednesday, July 26th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, a true alpha male reappropriates his sperm by fingering it into his butt. Galileo 2333 is very interested in the practice of diddling film reels and hiring a hitman to whack your baby. All this coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents Great Moments in Phone Sex Introduction Messages. You see, I may look like a nice little classy fucking bitch, but underneath I'm nothing but a fucking little whore. My mama, oh, she didn't care whether I hoard myself out or not, but I did. And my daddy, he was my best fucking customer. He fucking taught me how to suck that dick. And I became nothing but a little nigger hole. Well, you see my little brand fucking pussy and my sweet little honey box of an ass? Motherfuckers, them white boys, they love, love that fucking little brown little sugar box of mine. And you know, you know you've been dying to fucking try it. Because once you go black, you never go back, as they say. Oh, I know that's an old adage, but oh, baby. I'm so fucking hot tonight. My nipples are standing straight up in my pussy. Oh, I got that black thong on, pulling up between my pussy lips right now. Oh, right now it's just, oh, making my pussy. Oh, won't you come and fuck this little black bitch? Oh, let me wrap those titties of mine right around that big old white cock of yours. Come be my man. Come make me cream. Oh, I'll make you explode. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Makes my bitch ass sissy pussy quiver. Christian now fears his flatulence. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. The guy, he's in the dirty underwear or something. I don't know. He's sniffing. Yes, Tim Hansen back here with you for the Wednesday edition of DV. Have a great one for you today. We begin with a newer character that I have quickly become obsessed with here on the podcast, Will Blunderfield. He first popped up on our radar a few years ago when he began to advocate that men pull down their pants, aim their ass to the sky, and let the sun's rays heat their taints. Yes, a big proponent of asshole and taint sun tanning. I don't know, I guess it realigns chakras or something. To me, it just seemed like a risky practice. That's one area you don't want burned. Because, you know, you poop from there. Nah, nah, you don't. As I've mentioned on previous podcasts, Will now hosts seminars uh, for dudes to all get together and get back to their manly roots, ancestral bonding, unleashing the alpha male within. It's basically a three-day mutual masturbation fest. Circle jerks, cock docking, bro jobs, Will Seminars has it all. He's uh, a very gay, I mean, he's a gay guy, but he re- he refuses to, to like acknowledge that because he doesn't want to scare away the straight people who are going to his seminars, I guess. So occasionally he'll talk about gay panic and he'll be like, look, it's not gay for another guy to touch your dick, to stroke you, to blow you to completion. As a matter of fact, history teaches us there's nothing straighter than having sex with your buddy. Vikings used to do it. 
It was a pre-war, pre-battle ritual. You know, he says stuff like that. Anyway, I don't know if Will is making a living doing this, but good for him if he's able to trick dumb straight guys into sucking his dick. Awesome gig if you could get it. The reason why I bring Will up is obviously I've got some new audio from him. Ever since I followed Will on Twitter, my feed is about 60% gay sex. Either it's Will naked fingering his butthole or he's favoriting or retweeting other guys masturbating and having sex. I mentioned this on the show, but I can't open Twitter in public anymore. It's too risky. In his newest videos, he's masturbating, of course, and I think teaching us a new method. It's important as men in this Aquarian age that we train ourselves to stay out of gay panic when we examine our own dicks and balls, as well as, as the dicks and balls of our bros. I mean, come on, guys. It's 2023. There's nothing gay about me rubbing my hard shaft up and down your crack, slicking your butthole with my pre-cum. Y'all are homophobes. When we rub or dock, which is when you take your foreskin, you wrap it over your bro's mushroom. Oops, a <laughs> little bit of cum just came out, so I'm just going to sample that. He's getting himself so worked up talking about dudes rubbing dicks together and docking. He literally comes. Oops, started to spurt there. Even more disturbing is what he says after that acknowledgement. A little bit of cum just came out, so I'm just going to sample that. Okay, we are not at a Costco, and your cum is not a Kirkland frozen pizza. You do not need this sample, sir. I have a sneaking suspicion. You're, you're pretty aware of what cum tastes like. But okay, he, he samples it. I'm guessing he's going to taste it. My penis is orgasming. It's a very beautiful experience to display the penis. He smells it first and then eats it. So we want to hang out at about 70 or 80%. We say 7 and 8 is just great. I got to about 90% there. That's a little too aroused. You came. That's that's 100%, I think. I don't think you can walk this one back. You crossed the point of no return. So what we want to do is just take a deep breath, sigh it out, and then really be mindful to close the gates. Now, some of the cum has actually seeped out of my cock, so I'm just going to rub that against my pineal gland point. You're just going to arouse yourself even more. Just anointing your mushroom with your own seed. Okay, so he's oiling that thing down with his jizz. Right. And because I hold in my seed most of the time, when a little bit squirts out like that, it's just like you're skimming a little bit off the surface of your energetic empire. Okay. So you could spare the cum. You got loads more in the tank. I thought that was pretty much it. But Will has one more trick up his sleeves. Another way to reappropriate the essence of your manhood is to just open up your butt cheeks and just stick the semen back up into your bloodstream by putting it into your rectum. Just so we're all on the same page here, he is fingering his cum up his butthole. Now might be a good time to remind your followers again that this is not gay. There's nothing gay going on here. We're just reintroducing jizz into our bloodstream via the shitter. I absolutely love Will Blunderfield. And just stick the semen back up into your bloodstream by putting it into your rectum. So that's another way to reappropriate your masculinity. That's a good phrase, reappropriating masculinity. Next time I want to finger fuck a dude or shove my cock in his ass, that's what I'm going to ask. Excuse me, may I reappropriate your masculinity? It's a polite way of saying, can I rearrange your guts? Thank you. I'm a sophisticated man, not some barbaric fuck monkey. Oh, by the way, speaking of monkey, I'm getting really good at segues here. 
We have featured plenty of gooner baiters over the years. These, of course, are guys who take masturbating to an extreme level. They will jerk off for 5, 10, 12 hours at a time. Will Blunderfield might be a gooner baiter. Also, within this marathon masturbation community, there's this term called gooning out. Not only do these guys whack off for long periods of time, they they ju- they turn almost brain dead. They'll drool, make strange noises. Getting stupid? I'm getting stupid masturbating my dong? I'm not even exaggerating. That's exactly what they sound like, if not stupider. The update I have for you is uh, something strange is happening in the Goonerdom. I've noticed an uptick in guys pretending to be monkeys. This was not the monkey future I was expecting. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but here are a few examples of monkey gooners. I'm a fucking monkey. I have no brain. I'm just a funny monkey. It's hard to hear what he's saying over his furious masturbation, but he's saying he's a monkey. He's a brainless monkey. I'm just a dumb fag monkey. That term was fag monkey. Another gooner baiter masturbates furiously like a monkey while he's hopping around the room. Yeah, he's jumping up on the couch. He's dragging his knuckles as he's doing it, you know, like a monkey. Occasionally grabbing his penis to masturbate. Now, uh, the one thing you'll hear him say over and over is, I'm too horny. I need to be fucked. I'm too horny. I need to be fucked. (laughs) And he's hopping from uh, furniture to furniture. (laughs) Oh, he landed hard on a table. He was jumping from a couch. Someone please fuck this guy. Gonna wreck his house. I think you get the idea there. And I've got yet another monkey baiter. He's jerking off in his car, making monkey faces and noises. Seriously, what is up with that? Yeah, just like a monkey. Just like a funky monkey. This is quite the trend. Like I mentioned, we've featured Gooner Baiters a bunch uh, in the past here on the podcast. Every time I devote a segment to them, I learn something new. Like in the past, I know that they sort of contort their face as they're furiously masturbating. But uh, what I didn't know was that's that's on purpose. See, look at my little face. This guy's zooming in with the camera so we can we can look at his goon face. This is an old man gooner baiter, and he's just sort of giving a closed mouth smile. That that's his gooner face. Like a fucking creep. It's so bizarre. Oh, look at me. Get me naked. Masturbate. People are watching. Everybody can see me. 
seen you making my coolness and masturbating about this. Thank God this is an audio podcast so you don't have to see him making his goon face. Naked. Oh, look. Look at him. Look at him. He wants you to really look at his goon face. His goon face. You know what? I think I want you to see this guy's goon face. So I'm going to make it uh, the chapter artwork and, of course, the featured image over there at distortedview.com. While we're playing gross gay shit, I promise this this will be the last clip. Doesn't really have anything to do with gooner baiters, but this is one of those uh, humiliation uh, sissy whores talking. Hi, Dad. Son, I can't say I'm not disappointed in you. Please ruin my life. Expose me completely. Now that I can do for you. I'm a toilet bag. I love eating shit, drinking piss, taking pause loads, chasing bugs, getting my cunt fisted. Surprisingly, the one thing he won't do is suck dick. He thinks it's dirty and unnatural. Look, we all have our boundaries. I will live on all fours. I'm not a man. I'm a subhuman urinal toilet faggot. Every man can rape me, break me, pause me. Like, if you're a gay guy and you can't get laid, there is something seriously wrong with you. I mean, there's people like this out there. He's basically saying, I show no discretion whatsoever. I am simply a hole to be filled. Got AIDS? No problem. Need to take a shit first? I have a mouth. Even if I'm not in the mood, go ahead and rape me. I'm craving for a real faggot experience. I try to provide that every day here on Distorted View Daily. Ting! Do you think Spotify would allow me to use that as my official tagline? Distorted View Daily, a real faggot experience. I want to get kidnapped, owned, passed around, pimped out, exposed completely. I want everyone to see me as this shit-eating faggot. Oh, don't worry about that. We do. I always love stumbling across these videos of the, the sissy humiliation fags because they're like, I want everyone to expose me. And of course, you know, he's like naked, spread out on a bed, all horned up. It's kind of like, you know, in the heat of the moment, we say things we don't really mean. And these guys go to an extreme. Like they give out their phone numbers and addresses and stuff. I want someone to come to my house, fuck me and then murder me. You're thinking with your dick here. You need to take a few deep breaths before you're like, hey, my boss's phone number is area code 373. <laughs> like, call him and tell him I you saw me eating shit on Pornhub. Give him the link. I want him to fire me. Eventually, this guy is going to suffer from, uh, you know, post-nut clarity after he does masturbate. And he's gonna be like, what the fuck did I post online? Why did I give out my social security number? That was a bad move. Inevitably, these videos are always taken down at some point. Eventually, these guys, you know, move on from this particular fetish after, you know, their assholes have been fisted to death, probably lost an eye to a stabbing after a home invasion, and their credit score is like 35 because everyone's stealing their identity. All right, uh, let's move on. Oh, gotta say thanks to Great Big Pete in the Discord. He posted something kind of funny. He said, here's a video on diving safety that I recall watching in swimming instructor and lifeguarding courses. Ooh, Great Big Pete was a lifeguard. How very Yasmin Bleeth of you. What? You didn't think I was going to compare you to David Hasselhoff, did you? For Christ's sakes, don't flatter yourself. I was about ready to call you Jeremy Jackson. Sammy, my 
gonna be alright <laughs> Cause I'm always ready I won't let you out of my sight <laughs> I always got a kick out of Baywatch because it was like the only television show with a seven minute title sequence like that. Like the theme song was half the show. (laughs) To be fair, it was a rather large cast. I swear to God, I was watching uh, Baywatch on one of those like crappy junky local stations. This was long after Baywatch initially aired, right? And I don't know, I have to believe this was just a goof or a glitch, but there was a commercial break in the middle of the theme song. It's that fucking long. That was that was my thought, at least. It was like, uh... Baywatch will be right back after these messages. And then after like two and a half minutes of kitty litter ads... And now, the exciting conclusion to the Baywatch credits. <laughs> it's like another minute. Look it up on YouTube. I swear to God. Baywatch, opening titles. It's about two minutes long. You know, typical theme songs now, they're like 10 or 15 seconds. In the 80s and 90s, you know, the, the heyday for theme songs, they would be like 30 seconds to a minute tops. Baywatch is double that amount for a shitty ass syndicated show. Good God. I mean, on the plus side, you know, the theme song is bitching. I'll give them that. This has nothing to do with Baywatch, though. Once again, I have um, gone rogue (laughs) on a tangent. Uh, So Great Big Pete posted a video on diving safety, one that he remembered having to watch while he was uh, being trained. It's not particularly funny, uh, you know, at all. You know, it's a very serious video, just to give you an idea. It's called Sudden Impact. Hi, I'm Dylan. Hi, I'm Gigi Bay. We are here on behalf of Think First Canada to talk to you about one of the most terrifying things that can happen to anyone, but especially to teenagers, spinal cord injuries. Those are the coolest. No, they're not the coolest, Dylan. Jesus Christ. Talking about spinal cord injuries. Telling you, Juju B should be the only one hosting this thing. Dylan is an idiot. There is sort of a little uh, scene to kick things off where a bunch of uh, high school kids are in a pool. I think these guys should be careful. They could get hurt. Are you kidding? They're hockey players. They're tough. That's when the hockey player sitting next to these broads decides to uh, show them how tough he is. Why don't you hop in? Oh, that dreaded peer pressure. Yeah, I need to teach you guys how it's done. Are you sure, Rick? You had a lot to drink. I know, but it's my reputation I gotta think about. (laughs) Don't worry. You know how kids talk. (laughs) I'm gonna jump in the pool to prove to everyone how cool I am. My reputation's on the line, man. To watch this asshole snap his neck in two. <laughs> well, he jumped in. I thought he had good form. 
But apparently he's not moving. Rick, the tough hockey player. Rick! Okay. Oh my god, you guys, you gotta call 911 or something. Or something, you know, call a neck doctor or acupuncture person or something. I don't know. Now, the reason why Great Big Pete submitted this video is uh, for a very specific moment. Now, most of the video is pretty dry. You know, there's like doctors talking about spinal cords, how the brain communicates with it, what happens when it's severed. Then there's paraplegics and quadriplegics speaking. One quadriplegic, though, is pretty tell it like it is. In fact, some people lose their function with respect to breathing. So they are unable to breathe and need to be on a breathing machine just like Christopher Reeves. The toughest thing emotionally to do with now is the fact that I can't reach out and touch the ones I love. So that's Steve McPherson. He is a quadriplegic. Uh, really makes me feel sad. You feel for that guy, right? Uh, next up is another quadriplegic, Benj, and he he lays it all out for us. When you're paralyzed, it's not just your legs, but you know, all my abdominal muscles, my chest muscles. Uh, my bowels, my bladder is paralyzed. It means I can't shit and piss quite the way I used to. There's no other way you could have put that. You used the word bowels first before you went to shit and piss. I'm pretty sure this video is for teenagers. It's just kind of funny. Like, did you have no other quadriplegics you could have used in your little testimonials there? I like to uh, picture Great Big Pete taking a test. Right after they watch this video, like they're being quizzed on the material. And one of the questions is, what does it mean to be a quadriplegic? And Great Big Pete answering, you can't piss at shit anymore. That's the takeaway from that video. You can't push to make the shit come out. You got to have a machine suck it out of your hole or something. All right, real quick, before we get into the news, uh, one more short video. I was getting a little concerned about our friend. Let's, let's call him a friend of me. Galileo2333. He hasn't been posting on BitChute. I thought maybe the feds got him. Thankfully, I just noticed that he recently uploaded a new video. I guess Galileo's been going to the movies because we have some reviews. Kind of. Here he is talking about Oppenheimer and The Sound of Freedom. Ooh, I can't imagine he enjoyed that movie. It's literally all about child sex trafficking. And it's not pro-pedophilia. Hi, this is Galileo 2333. Be funny if Galileo went up to the ticket counter demanding his money back. I don't like the way they approach the subject matter. This is Galileo. I thought it was going to be more erotic. <laughs> Hi, this is Galileo 2333. In addition to the sound of freedom. Ooh, he is pissed. Uh, the anti-sexual propaganda film uh, by Tim Ballard about sex trafficking. Uh, remember, sex trafficking is something that shouldn't be a crime at all. Uh, guys should be able to travel with our young girlfriends and have a sexual interaction with young women and girls and not be subject to investigation over whether um, the sex is consensual or not. Boy, if this is your first time listening to Distorted View Daily, and this is your introduction to Galileo 2333. Your head is probably spinning at this point. Like, what, 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 what am I, what am I hearing? Underage girlfriend sex with young girlfriend sexual encounter with little kids? Consensual sex is optional? What? Yes. Uh, yeah, the age of consent should be lowered. It should be legalized for guys to have sex with 12-year-old girls. Or, you know, and then there's that. Seven-year-old girls, regardless how old the guy is. Yeah, you know, 40 or 50-year-old men, they should legalize it to have sex with, you know, for a 50-year-old guy to have sex with a 12-year-old girl or a seven-year-old girl, and that should just be fine. Guys, it's important to also know that this is not some sort of just edgelord trying to 
illicit rage. No, no, this is an actual fucking creep on the internet. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Tim Ballard on the, the big Sound of Freedom, the, the other big movie that's coming out now is called Oppenheimer. It's about the nuclear bomb. Um, you know, it's about, and they're, they're making a big emphasis out of that IMAX, the 70 millimeter IMAX film uh, that they're showing this movie in in some places. It's like the old fashioned IMAX. They don't have it in very many places anymore, but they say it's a really big deal now. They're, they're really, uh, you know, making a big effort to, you know, show it, you know, promote it on, on the old 70 millimeter film and say it's a lot better. Uh, yeah, and, and there's a, and, and there's an interesting procedure in the threading of an IMAX projector. It's these really huge film rolls that go sideways to the projector, and the way they, they the way they thread them up, uh, there's a um, practice at the beginning of the film. I'm going to add a link in the description. It talks about it. It's called diddling. It's like what it's like they take they take the. I was wondering where the pedophile angle was going to be. Oppenheimer doesn't really have anything to do with sex trafficking. Why is Galileo talking about this? Oh, because the projectionist has to diddle the film. Just like Galileo would like to diddle little girls. From the center of the roll, and they have to use their finger to, you know, to move the film around in the center of the roll to find the first frame of the film. And they actually call that procedure diddling. Uh, so they have to start, they have to diddle the film to start it. Uh, yeah, so there's another thing about movies and film. Yeah, and, so that's hot. And, you know, the, the term <laughs> diddling, um, you know, the same the Oppenheimer, you know, it's a, it's a really big IMAX film. They're really promoting it on the 70 millimeter film. So, the, you know, at the beginning of the film, they have to diddle the film to, you know, get in the projector. Yeah, we, we get it. Yeah, so um, happens at the same time as um, as that Sound of Freedom, you know, Operation Underground Railroad, the other really big film and movie these days. Uh, yeah, so it's all connected, and they set this thing up, and and, and yeah, he thinks he thinks this is connected. The fact that a projectionist has to diddle a seventy millimeter film reel for for IMAX movies, while at the same time there is a movie also in the theaters about child sex abuse. Okay, well. There you go. Galileo 2333 making connections where none exist. He is not a well man. I don't know if you caught that or not, but he's uh, there's something very wrong. There's a lot very wrong with Galileo 2333, but it's good to hear from him, right? I guess. Oh, real quick, before we get into the news, I did want to mention this. Sideshow members already know I mentioned this on uh, the exclusive show yesterday. But as a lot of you know, I always complain about the summertime kind of sucking money wise for me. It's a real dead zone for Sideshow memberships, and it's just kind of based on when most people uh, have signed up for the Sideshow. So, like, yearly memberships tend to happen, like, in November and December. That's when I started the Sideshow. It was in November. So, yearlies are always, like, recurring November, December, January, like, those months. Semi-annual uh, memberships, I think the last, uh, it goes November and then May. So, like, in the summertime, there's not as many of those membership renewals it's just a slow time every year or around this time so i'm always thinking like how can i scrape together some extra cash how can i bilk you out of money in the past freaks have suggested things like a sign up for a cameo account and you can do like personalized greetings but i don't want to do that i want to do something a little more special so here's what i've come up with personalized mini episodes of dv ta-da We've kind of done this in the past once or twice before. I think like contest winners could get a personalized episode of DV. I seem to remember doing that, but this is a little bit different. It's a mini episode about five minutes long. There's a form you can fill out over there at distortedview.com and of course pay. But it asks a series of questions, you know, like who's this show for? If you want to, you know, make it for someone else or if you want it for yourself, uh, you can then provide information like why. Why do you want the show? Is it your birthday? Is it just a fun thing? 
Are you a sucker for other people's pain? And then you can uh, list things that you'd like me to talk about or things about yourself you'd like me to comment on. Um, I recorded the first uh, couple personal shows today and one person uh, did it for himself and he listed his occupation and we talked about I, I talked about that on the program. I did some audio clips and stuff. It was fun. Treat yourself or a loved one to a uh, episode of Distorted View Daily for and about them. Uh, go to distortedview.com on the main navigation bar. You'll see uh, in big letters, get your own episode of DV. Click on that. Fill out the form. Right now, the price uh, for these things are $100, which is not bad for your very own one-of-a-kind episode of DV. And, you know, you can feel free to do whatever you want with that episode. You want to put it up on your website or share it with other freaks? Keep it for yourself? Whatever. It's yours, baby. Again, uh, check out distortedview.com for more information. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news right now. Well, I think I've bugged you enough trying to make you buy stuff. So I'll just say real quick, sign up for the Sideshow, superfreaksideshow.com. Tomorrow's episode of DV will be a Sideshow exclusive one. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up. We got one from California here. California, California, oh, California, oh, here I go. Everybody, California, 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 here I come. California, just screaming. make it through to the end of this song. Oh, sweet. You said it, sister. Now let's talk about some sex perverts. A man has been terrorizing residents of an East Hollywood apartment building and creeping around the complex naked. Is this like an aggressive, mean naked person? Or does he have a sunny disposition? I don't know what's creepier, actually. I'm kind of thinking the happy naked person is more off-putting. Like an ugly, naked dude waddling up to you saying, Hi, friend. How are you today? That's weird. You know, you get a naked person who's all angry with a knife threatening to stab you. It makes sense. Oh, he's probably just on drugs or something. There's an explanation there. Yes, fearful residents in the complex say the man keeps breaking in, walking around naked, and disturbing their peace. He's not even, like, a tenant of the building. He's been trying to break into apartments, said 27-year-old resident Vanessa Salguero. He was walking around naked one night, just full-on naked. I wasn't able to sleep the last week or so. I developed really bad insomnia, really bad anxiety, and I know everyone else has been feeling the same thing. Everyone's on edge. Uh, the strange man was also caught on home surveillance camera carrying a large knife. Oh, so he's not one of the friendly naked people. <laughs> not one of the happy ones. Uh, the str- Thank God. There's a, there's a sense of relief there. Oh, he just wants to kill you. Woo. Uh, yeah, the man was caught on home surveillance carrying a large knife on one occasion and carrying a large knife and a mask during a separate incident. 
This is a very active apartment complex, by the way. Residents say the unwelcoming visit started after another woman was taken into psychiatric hold after terrorizing those same residents and threatening to blow up the building. Things are getting all Melrose Place up in this bitch. Was the woman who wanted to blow up your building named Kimberly by any chance? I think I know her. He's played by Marsha Cross. All right. Uh, since then, I don't know. Since then, new unwanted visitors, including the man, have come looking for her. A little peculiar. They came looking for her without clothes on. Quote, the police said, but she's not doing anything, said tenant Maria Teresa Lim. Then when is the right time when all of us are dead? The apartment manager left a note on the tenant's door saying they're acting within the parameters of the law, but residents are demanding that more should be done. Quote, they changed the locks on this door right here, and that doesn't do anything for us if there are other entrance points. You don't want to wake up and see a naked man roaming the pool, touching himself. I kind of do. There's children. It's unbearable. Anyone who recognizes the man or has any information about these incidents is urged to call Los Angeles Police Department. Not Crime Stoppers. There you go. California. California is a shithole. All right. Second story we have for you. Did you? Oh, well, this is one of those stories that's like not really news, but, uh, you know, it's a slow news day, so I'll allow it. It was published in a news outlet. It has to do with ghosts. A woman has revealed that <laughs> revealed a woman is delusional uh, and thinks a ghost of a prisoner followed her home from a Halloween party and is now trying to kill her. Oh, I know what this is. Mental illness on display. Lady, get yourself checked out. Yeah, she says that this ghost is trying to kill her family or at the very least cause some serious danger. Detailing her paranormal experience. I knew this had to do with a television show. Uh, in Discovery Plus's A Ghost Ruined My Life. That sounds like a Lifetime original movie. Samantha Jenkins had it all. Beautiful looks, a rewarding career, and a loving husband. That is, until... The wandering spirit of a pirate rapist from the 1600s followed her home from a Halloween party. One night of passion leads to a lifetime of regret. A ghost ruined my life. Not bad, right? Uh, Candace Gardner and her husband Billy recall the mysterious activities they witnessed in their own home, including seeing the dark figure itself. It all began when Candace and Billy, who share daughter Haley, attended a Halloween party all the way back in 2015 which was being held at an abandoned prison with a very dark history. Having grown up in a religious family where paranormal activities weren't considered real, Candace tearfully recalled the moment everything changed. The moment I walked into that prison, I knew I was being watched, she said in a confessional. Even though screwy shit was going down at that prison, like mysterious sounds and figures appearing on walls in chalk, yeah, stuff appearing out of thin air, that's where I draw the line. That's that's my cue to leave. I don't know why they didn't just leave, but they, they, they hung around. It wasn't until things started going wrong the next day when Candace and Billy returned home. Uh, she began, everything changed. Nothing was normal again. This thing was from hell. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. The first uh, supernatural occurrence, as shown in a terrifying recreation, oh, I bet you the acting is horrible, took place when Candace was baking treats for her daughter's school in the kitchen. Things suddenly began to get seriously strange. From missing crockery? Okay, well, that's not exactly diabolical. Ah! 
What is it, honey? I heard you screaming. There's a plate missing. This is the work of the devil. Okay, calm down. Did you check the dishwasher? What are some of the other weird things that happened in her house? Uh, she said objects were flying around the kitchen. Okay, now that's, that's freaky. Flowers spilling onto the floor. Again, that's not too strange. Candace became really spooked when the television turned itself back on numerous times after she turned it off. Then she heard footsteps in an empty house and doors closing behind her when no one was there. Pretty standard ghost shit, right? Eventually, her husband becomes aware of the mysterious happenings in their home, and he says, quote, It happened so much, I was kind of used to it. The husband's kind of blasé about the whole thing. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. So we hear noises, and occasionally the television turns itself on. I do not want to pack up and move. Can you imagine trying to find a new house in this market? Housing prices have gone through the roof. No, 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 no. I'd much rather just stay in this haunted house. The very guy way of thinking. Uh, he said, when you start seeing lights turn off and on and hearing the switches go, it's pretty crazy. As things escalated, including plates flying at her head and seeing a dark figure standing behind her in reflections, Candace was left terrified. She says, I feel like I'm being watched 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and there's nothing you can do. And it's pure frozen fear. Your hair stands up. Even during one of the interviews for the program, a camera cuts out, just stops working. Candace brushed it off and admitted, yeah, that happens a lot. It doesn't surprise me. Eventually, Candace came to the conclusion that the ghost must have entered the home after the prison party. That led to her discovery that a lot of deaths occurred there. Duh. And it was known as the blood prison. Candace and Billy eventually filmed proof, really, of what's happening to them. As they show closed-circuit television footage, they caught themselves, mm, okay, that's suspicious, of them sleeping on the sofa. In the clip, Candace's leg appears to be lifted up into the air. Okay, you can you can also, you know, lift your own leg up. There, there is an explanation there. But okay, so she's saying someone is lifting up her air, uh, and it was pulled by an unseen figure, causing her to wake up screaming in pain before Billy pushes her leg back down away from the ghost. When Candace witnesses the figure herself during the day, after a shower in which the water transformed into blood pouring down her. I'm sorry, what? Do you, do you have any of that? Did you save it? Did you put it in a jar or something? She tearfully explained, you can't describe enough fear. It's pure terror. The family is still determined to fight back. I mean, have you had a priest come or something? Billy explains feeling helpless and angry, unable to protect his family. Having used a medium in the past, they're now hoping a combination of sage and holy water will fend the ghost away from their home. Um, yeah, I think we are well beyond holy water and sage at this point. If the shower is spraying blood at you and you can actually capture the ghosts on uh, camera, I'm going to need to check out this special. It smells a lot like bullshit to me, but we'll see. Uh, the husband said, we're fighting this together. Okay. You were oblivious until plates were whizzing past your head. Stupid husband. All right, final story we have for you today. Let's return to real news now. We've got a doozy from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Well, here's what happens when abortion is outlawed. You're forced to hire hitmen to kill your babies, which is infinitely more expensive. 
A woman accused of trying to hire a hitman this week to kill her three-year-old son has bonded out of jail. Jasmine Pays, 18, of Miami, is charged with first-degree solicitation of murder and third-degree using a communications device for an unlawful use. Investigators said they were contacted on Tuesday by a man who operates a fake hire an assassin website. Oh, that website! We featured that here on DV! He caught another one! Good for you, dude! There are just so many dumb people out there that you really think there's a rent-a-hitman website you can just surf on over to rentahitman.com enter your credit card information and get someone you hate whacked the woman contacted the website uh, to arrange a murder for hire for the young child according to police the website founder created the online site to catch and curb those looking to hire a killer police said the suspect provided the address for the child and his picture Aw, to help facilitate the request. According to investigators, the woman asked that the job be completed by Thursday. She had plans to go on vacation starting on Friday. She wanted this all wrapped up before the weekend. I don't know if she was actually planning to go to Vegas or Cabo or something, but kind of makes sense, right? She wanted it done by the weekend so she could enjoy herself. Police traced the IP of the computer that was used to make the request with the website, and it was the same one listed by the woman who made the request. She didn't even use a VPN service, which shouldn't surprise you. She's dumb enough to go to rentahitman.com. I don't think she's going to know basic you know, computer or network security. Police went to the address and spoke to the child's grandmother, who identified the child as the intended victim based on the murder request submitted online. The boy was found safe and sound at the residence by police. Investigators then posed as the hired hitman and conducted a conversation with the woman, who confirmed the request and agreed to pay $3,000 for the murder assignment. There's another red flag there. $3,000 for a hitman? That's way too cheap. Police then went to the woman's home and arrested her. Investigators did not speculate on a motive for the request. You didn't just ask her. It would take two seconds. That's what I want to know. Why did you want to kill your three-year-old? They did say her computer browser still had the murder for hire website on it incriminating uh there you go that's what's happening in florida and your world today let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here all right my freaks there are many ways to contact the show uh show at distortedview.com that's my email address you can find me all over social media at distorted view on twitter instagram and even threads if anyone still uses that i don't know if that's already a dying app I try to post at least once a day over there and on Twitter. I'm trying to remain active on social media, if anyone gives a fuck. All right, uh, we've got some voicemails coming in. Uh, Looks like a bunch of patrons, people who uh, pledge at least $5 over there at patreon.com slash distorted view. All right, uh, yes, caller. Ah! Jesus. Threads fucking sucks. You gotta get off threads. You gotta get on blue sky, motherfucker. I don't have an invite. No one will invite me. <laughs> give me a code. If you're on blue sky, give me a code. Email me, please. That's I would love to check it out. Oh, actually, check weirdo site. I hear there's like a lot of nudity on blue sky and uh, weird furry shit going on there. Like that. That's those are my peeps, right? Weirdos, Come sex on, freaks. Buddy. Come on, fat. Go on, fat. Look, look, listen, fat. Come on, fat. Go on, blue sky. Fat, fat. Come on, fat. I don't like this new nickname you gave me. 
Well, I will uh, definitely try out Blue Sky as soon as I uh, possibly can. Greetings, Mr. Henson. This is the distorted you listener that calls in as Unicorn Hamster. Oh, I know. I would like to graciously uh, praise you on the wonderful show Saturday morning. It was 51 minutes of distorted view perfection. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, uh-oh. you do this five days a week, and you do it great, and you do it... I feel like there's a butt coming on here. It, doing it, and doing it, and doing it well. Now, I don't expect you to hit it off of the ballpark every single time, because I can't imagine what it's like to do this five days a week. It is quite a burden but and a drain on me emotionally. You know, physically. I have to call you up and praise you when that's uh, 51 minutes of distorted view perfection. So that you Everyone w- go back and listen to that Saturday episode I did last week. It's really good. How you can <laughs> learn of what is not holding you back. F- not holding you back to making every show perfection. I mean, that can't be possible, but at least you could be self-aware what was holding you back earlier this week. Anywho, have a wonderful week and a good summer. Don't let it be a cruel summer, but I'll keep listening so it could be a crude summer. Yeah, well... Thank you. No crude summer this year. Maybe next year we'll bring uh, crude summer back, which was a, a little series where we do it's basically like Sextastic Tuesday, uh, but on the weekends. Oh, hey Timmy Boo, it's Great Big Pete calling you from up here in hey, Canada. Hey, Great Big Pete, a little bit on the debate here about Canadians. Oh, um, I didn't realize there was. A- oh, oh yes, the debate on uh, why Canadians hate me. Calling you <laughs> from the foot of Parliament Hill in our nation's capital where I I stand uh, with a message for you on behalf of all Canadians. First things first, Timmy Boo. You know what? When you called Poutine, Poutine, you called it Poutine, that's okay. Because that's kind of the French-Canadian way of saying it. Thank you! It is a French-Canadian dish. So you were kind of right here. This is one of those rare moments where I suppose Timmy Boo is right. Another thing that I'd like to uh, say about uh, the, the egregious assaults on Canadian icons such as Frankie McDonald. Well, he's a fucking fraud. He's a, he may be Canada's national weatherman, but he's just a rebroadcaster. He just reads the weather on the weather network. That that's what I always say. He recites it to everybody and gives people warnings about storms that are going to be. Happening. I'm mad because Frankie's not a real meteorologist. <laughs> Studying maps and (laughs) weather patterns. Like the alert systems you get on your mobile phone and whatnot. Yes. Anywho, Timmy Boo, as I stand at the foot of Parliament Hill, I would like to, on behalf of all Canadians and my country, apologize to you. I'm sorry, eh? Well, it's true. Y'all were a bunch of goofs. But it's about time we put this nasty fight behind us and, uh, I don't know, share a Molson or whatever you people drink up there, you hosers. Me and Canada are good now, I think, officially. Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. 
That's 20666. Oh, God, it's an oh, God. It means I can't shit and piss quite the way I used to. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Tomorrow's episode is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Friday. Until then, have a great day. Bye! Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.